This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back, 403-974-8255. I want to have a conversation about panhandling. We were talking about this in the office recently, and I mean, it's hard to know for sure, but with the economic downturn of the past couple of years, have we seen more of it in Calgary? Uh, at least in terms of numbers of homeless, uh, those numbers actually have come down. The most recent numbers suggest that homelessness is down in Calgary. But, I mean, panhandlers are not necessarily homeless. So are we seeing more of it? And, I mean, it raises the question of what, what's the best response? Now, it's interesting because uh, this week there's a controversy down in Houston, Texas, where the mayor of that city has called on residents to not give money to panhandlers, instead to redirect they're giving to organizations that coordinate efforts to to help the homeless. Uh, his campaign is meaningful change, not spare change. So, I mean, it's a two-pronged argument in that, A, these organizations can more effectively help these people, and that by giving panhandlers money, you just, you encourage more of it. So there's anything to that. And what about you as an individual? How do, how do you respond? Do you take it on a case-by-case basis? I mean, a lot of us don't carry cash nowadays anyway. Uh, So it's not as though you can uh, pull out your debit card and give a panhandler five or ten dollars. I know from my own experience, I mean, sometimes it's just whether you really have a, a, a feeling that the person who's asking you is really in need. I mean, I feel bad. I mean, I was at a Walmart recently. There was a guy sitting up front. He looked well-dressed. He was sitting there reading a novel and he had a sign that said he'd been laid off and you know, had a daughter to look after. And I thought, well, okay, maybe I've been laid off. A lot of people in Calgary have been laid off. But is sitting there reading a novel the best way to address your situation? So I, I think our own personal reaction to, to the situation also maybe guides the decisions we make. But is there anything inherently wrong with giving money to panhandlers? If someone seems to you like they're really in need uh, of a meal or or a drink, or something like that, a beverage, hot beverage. Is there anything wrong with helping them? Or is it better to give that money to organizations that, that help the homeless? So there's, I think, a long been a debate on that. Uh, I want to bring a voice into the conversation to, to offer some thoughts. Uh, very pleased to welcome the program, someone who's uh, written a lot about this issue. Uh, his name is Mark Horvath. He's founder of a group called uh, Invisible People. Mark, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, tell us a bit more about the Invisible People Project, first of all. Sure. And uh, first, I must want to say your lead-in to this uh, story segment was very good. And you hit pretty much all the talking points that need to be discussed because it is not an easy an easy solution. Mm-hmm. Um, me, let's... Back many years ago, I had a great job in the television industry, and I ended up homeless on Hollywood Boulevard. And then I rebuilt my life back to a three-bedroom house and success on the horizon. And the economy just crashed around 08, and uh, I couldn't find a job. Uh, went for an extended period of unemployment. Uh, I grabbed a camera and I went out and I started interviewing homeless people. Uh, I want to tell you it was because of my marketing genius, but it was really, I needed purpose. I needed a reason to get up in the morning. And, um, oh my gosh, people started paying attention. 
And I, I say what Invisible People does is we empower homeless people to share their own story, and they are the experts. You don't really need to hear from a politician or a research professor or an executive director from a homeless services. You need to hear from that single mom trying to make ends meet living in a van with her daughters. Yeah. Um, but I know a little bit about uh, homelessness in Canada. Uh, many years ago, your government uh, helped and championed a road trip where I went to 24 cities in Canada, probably uh, one of the best experiences of my life. Um, I've been to Yellowknife and Whitehorse oh, wow. and uh, Fort Mac and... Uh, in fact, I think I left my heart in Yellowknife. I fell in, I fell in love with the Aboriginal culture, and my heart broke uh, for the homeless people out on the streets. All right, so the question of whether it's helpful or counterproductive to, to give money to panhandlers, is, is there a, a simple and easy answer to that question? No, there isn't. And um, I, I don't like uh, what the mayor's campaign in Houston, I think it's more out of desperation. Uh, it's very common. Uh, there's been similar uh, public campaigns similar to that over the years, which is homeless services says, don't give money to people experiencing homelessness, give it to us. And yeah, I, I can see that. We need, you need, everyone listening to this needs to be supporting the local homeless services in your community that are working to end homelessness. Not maintain homelessness, but end homelessness. And there is a difference. However, there is certain things that only money can buy. And, you know, you also in your lead-in talked a little bit that homelessness is going down, yet you're seeing more panhandlers. And Mm -hmm. as I travel... I'm seeing a lot more people panhandling, and it's very interesting that many of them, a vast majority of them, are not homeless. So as affordable housing uh, becomes more scarce, uh, living wage, uh, trying to find a job, I know here in America it's nearly impossible to uh, afford a two-bedroom house with a family living on uh, minimum wage. Um, And a lot of times people are in housing, of some kind of housing, and at the end of the amount of public support they get, they can't survive. So they're out panhandling. The other big issue um, is criminalization of panhandling, and that's very common. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to say this with a little bit of sense, a little bit of humor. However, it's it's more sarcasm because you're fining people for panhandling and sending them through the court process when they don't obviously have an income. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that, that, that's really it's kind of ridiculous. Um, and the criminalization of homelessness we're seeing increase and it's it's scary because you might as well just give the government your bank account numbers because it is the most expensive it's the most expensive solution to panhandling or homelessness 
What about stereotypes or perceptions uh, of panhandlers? Do you, do you get the sense that people make assumptions uh, about these these people? Well, you know, that's what, um, I, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, that's what I don't like the most of what's happening down in Houston because they're making it very public with billboards and radio ads uh, that, you know, don't give money to bums, basically. And the issue with homelessness as a cause and why it's really hard to get public support is because the general population blames the homelessness on the person. They look at them and they say, you bum, you drug addict, you should just get a job. Where the issue is, again, uh, lack of affordable housing, uh, lack of a living wage, childhood trauma, relationships, domestic violence. There's, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for homelessness that are not, you know, the person obviously more often than not doesn't have control of how they ended up on the streets. I mean, true homelessness is really absence of choice. And where I learned that is in Yellowknife. There was a Aboriginal homeless man who is uh, probably 60, 70, maybe older, the streets age you. And kind of like my grandfather, you know, really hard, non-emotional. And he told me that he cried twice that winter because he was sleeping outside and the weather got below 60 twice. He cried twice. Nobody sleeps outside when the weather gets below 60 you know, unless you're a research scientist up at the North Pole or something. Yeah. And that's, it's absence of choice. So giving money... Will, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so, I mean, giving money is not a, a cure to any of this. Giving money is not a panacea. Giving money to an individual like that does not fix his situation. Right. No, but, but so, you know, I, I, I don't know if you saw the Pope actually chimed in on, on this uh, just recently. Um, and, and I love what the, the, the Pope said, give without worry, give money. It's okay. Give without worry. This is the Pope. Come on, people. I mean, that he trumps the mayor of Houston. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, it, it, it isn't, but we all need a little helping hand and we all need to get it, you know, through the day. So I got one of my favorite stories and I don't mean favorite, but a, a story I like to share about. Well, one of my homeless friends, all he needed was a toothbrush. And he was standing outside a drugstore, a CVS. And people were coming up and putting food at his feet. People like to give food. Uh, people just like to give food. So they would put, you know, a fast food Happy Meal or a number three or a number four. They had five or six different bags of food at his feet, but still no toothbrush. No money for a toothbrush. What he needed was a toothbrush. Now, I was a homeless drug addict. I have 21 years sober. I was out on the streets homeless, and I panhandled, and I used the money for drugs. And guess what? That saved my life because if I hadn't, I was so addicted to drugs at that time that I needed drugs like I needed air. If I didn't have drugs, I would have gotten dope sick. If I got dope sick, then I would have been vulnerable in this. You're yeah. vulnerable out on the streets. You're not going to make it very long. The other issue is, you know, let's let's be really real about this. 
you know, if you're sleeping outside and you're going to the bathroom behind a, 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 a dumpster in a McDonald's parking lot, life sucks. Might as well have a beer. And I'm not advocating alcoholism or alcohol or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying majority of people do drugs and drink to escape. Brother-in-law does it. The soccer mom does it. The lawyer does it. The postal worker does it. People use drugs and alcohol to escape. When you're homeless, life sucks. Yeah, well, that's an important point. Mark, we got to leave it there. Uh, folks can uh, find you on Twitter at Invisible People, uh, and the website is InvisiblePeople.tv to read more about the, the project and a lot of the work you've done and interviews you've done. Mark, uh, it's been great having you with us here today. Thanks so much for making some time for us. Thank you very much. All right. All the best to you. We'll talk again. Mark Horvath, uh, he is the founder of the Invisible People Project. As someone who's been through it himself, has been working to tell some of these stories. So he's got some thoughts on the question of giving money to panhandlers. Right? You got the mayor of Houston this week saying, don't. Don't do it. Give to these agencies instead. And so, I mean, that half of it, and Mark supports, yeah, sure, help these agencies. They do a lot of work. But you can help that individual with something he needs. A meal, toothbrush, or hell, maybe even a beer. Don't feel bad doing so. So what do you make of that? 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Yeah, welcome back. 403-974-8255. A lot of interesting texts coming in here. Uh, this one says, Rob, doesn't matter the reason they need money. Just give them a bit of dignity. I've never been there. But I can imagine how having to beg for money would damage one's dignity and self-worth. You know, like the guest said, that's a life that sucks. No one wants to be doing that. Uh, another one here says, how much does a pawn shop pay for a TV? $20? I'd rather give a guy $20 to buy drugs than have him break into my house to steal my TV to pawn. Uh, well, yeah, maybe there's something to that. Let's go to the phone. So I want to get your thoughts. Uh, this is Rob. Rob, good afternoon. Hi, Rob. Um, there was a uh, gentleman from uh, city down in the state that was on a St. Bruce Kenyon show. Mm-hmm. And he actually, uh, they hire homeless people to do uh, like street cleaning and stuff oh, yeah. down, down in the city. So that, that was pretty innovative. So find ways um, to put them to work is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and pay them probably minimum wage. Now, I don't know how that works with the city uh, employees, you know, as far as the outside workers. Right, you know, unions, but, contracts, all of that exactly. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I guess. But you know, I think there's enough to be in the city that would keep some of them busy. And, you know, like you said, put, put a decent living in their pockets. So. But there is, I've noticed myself, a lot more panhandlers today than there were five years ago. It seems like almost every corner up in the Northeast, there's one or two guys mm-hmm. panhandling, and pretty much any important to fast food restaurants is usually going to see people standing up there. Yeah, and that's and, the sense, right? I mean, it's hard to quantify. I don't know that anyone does a panhandler's count, but, it, I mean, it does seem like there's more, even if homelessness, according to the stats, is coming down, it does seem like there's more panhandling. Yeah, and uh, I do give, you know, to them. I you know, hope that they spend it on something a little healthier than alcohol and cigarettes, but, uh, you know, uh, you don't like to see people in that situation if they can you know, have a meal or two a day. You hope you're helping them out. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. Rob, appreciate the phone call. You make some good points, right? You're not solving someone's situation. Giving them a few dollars doesn't get them off the streets or put a roof over their head. And, and I mean, look, we talked about this before, and I've heard from people who will, 
you know, even, even people who've called in and said, look, I've, I've taken someone around and give them the money. I take them into to the nearest little sandwich shop and buy them a sandwich. Or I buy a, a, a book full of Subway gift certificates uh, and give them out. So they need a sandwich. That's what it'll get them. That Subway card isn't going to get them anything else other than a sandwich. Right? So the people who do that. And, and I think, too, it comes down to, to the individual. First of all, I mean, it depends whether you have something to give. And secondly, do you, do you sympathize with that person's plight? Do they seem like someone who's genuinely in an awful situation? I mean, how do they come across? Do they seem like a sympathetic person? Do they seem arrogant or pushy or, you know, that side of it, too? I, I do think it, you know, it's just that the feelings that are going through you in the immediacy of that interaction. Uh, whether, you, whether you're creeped out, whether you're offended, whether you're taken aback, or whether you genuinely feel sympathy for that person. I think that's, that's going to affect your decision, isn't it? Anyway, 403-974-TALK is our number. We've got to take one more quick break. Back with more right after this. Well, welcome back. A few minutes here before the top of the hour. Another text here says, Rob, I carry Tim Horton's cards with me and give them out to people who are panhandling. Uh, panhandling. $10 cards can feed uh, a person a good meal there. Uh, another one here says, people put food at the feet of the homeless guy because they see that as actual help. This money, or rather, the money is not going to get wasted on drugs that may lead to the guy's death. People generally want to help, but also know that they helped, right? And I, I mean, I can understand that impulse. You know, at the same time, I mean, you know, the, the example our guest gave, the situation he was in. Yeah, he panhandled for money, and yeah, he used that money for drugs. But in a way, that helped keep him alive. Because he was so badly addicted uh, the going cold turkey, the withdrawal. I mean, it could have killed him. But no, I don't, I don't think people want to think that that's what their money's going toward. And they don't feel like they're helping someone. Or they're going to go turn around and spend it on drugs or alcohol. It seems you're just you're making that guy's situation worse. Which I, I suppose in a way is true. Um, but, you know, it doesn't make the issue go away, right? If there's an addiction. Okay, sure, you gave them a sandwich, but they're still, they still have the addiction. Maybe their stomach's full for a while, but the addiction hasn't gone away. So you don't really avoid that fact. Maybe you don't want to be directly connected to it, but it's part of the reality, probably the reality why they're there. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.